0: I'm your host, Jeremy Demerchant, and today I want to talk about a little. I was going to say a little something that that gets overlooked, but it doesn't get overlooked. It it just doesn't get talked about as loudly as it should. And that specific piece that I want to talk about today is sales training. Now, with the show called Sales Team Rescue, you might think sales training is a typical conversation week after week, and it is in some ways. We talk about different components of how to improve sales conversations, we might talk about sales coaching, but the training side of it is one that sometimes can be challenging for a lot of people. And the reason I say this is because there are different types of sales trainers. There's the sales trainers that come in and they're great with people and they have pre-built content that they train on. And the, the content is typically, um, one is general sales, uh, hopefully slightly tailored for the industry, And then the other part of the training, hopefully the part that comes first, is the orientation to the company. Now, there's another kind of sales trainer. And this sales trainer you don't see very often, but this is one, uh, actually I'm very much this one, where I want to make sure I'm hiring people that have some kind of experience, that have some level of success. And then my goal is not to put them in front of this huge training uh, program. I don't need them to sit through 22 modules of how to master a sales conversation. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't want them to get better at their sales conversations because I absolutely do. But when you hire someone that has experience, someone that, that you get, you know, you you uh, maybe you don't know, like, and trust them quite yet, but you get a good enough vibe that you feel like that's going to be the result. All you need to do is get them to the point where they're confident having the sales conversation. Now you probably have some kind of process in your business, a process that makes the sales conversations easier. you know, you've proven that this is the place where you get clear on what somebody wants. This is the place where you uh, identify the gap and you know this is what they've tried and what hasn't worked. And you can take them through this conversation. But far too often, I find that companies and sales trainers alike go right to the modules. Let's go to the modules. You know, I'm going to put, I'm going to give you this the best sales training you've ever had. And this is great for someone that's in the trenches in the moment. Someone that's been doing sales and can apply the new information. Or someone that's completely green and has no experience. But in my experience, I found that the best way to get, a good salesperson to become a high-performance sales representative is to identify where they're at, but get that that starting point. And this is a challenge uh, with most sales training, actually, is to be able to measure the progress in dollars and cents. It's easy to say, hey, this person made X number of dollars worth of sales or this number of closes. But to measure where they're at before you start is often very, very challenging. So I'd encourage some kind of assessment um, to get a feel where they're at Uh, For where they're at with their sales skills, but this is the piece that that I find I approach differently than most salespeople is I want to know where we're starting from. I want to get a feel for how they are in the conversation. I know that the first sales call a sales rep takes with any company is going to kind of suck, and the good sales reps know that too. And this is why there is a phrase that I uh, that. I heard for the first time it was when I uh, was starting at a bank and I kind of felt like a pile was thrown at me uh, of information, but then it was, here's your customers go to town. And I was learning as I was doing. And so a lady that had been there for many, many years, she just described it as baptism by fire. I thought that was pretty funny. And in the moment it felt frustrating. I thought "Oh, being overwhelmed because I'm getting things thrown at me that I'm not ready for. But when it comes to sales no amount of video, no amount of audio, no amount of reading is going to train you more effectively than when you're in it. Okay, This is why I know I talked in a previous episode about Toastmasters. You need to be up on stage at Toastmasters practicing and getting feedback to get better. Right? Even when you're doing a speech or a presentation that's not in like this, a safe place like a Toastmasters meeting, you want to record that so you can go back and look at it and see where you can do better. You always want to be getting better, right? I think it was Brian Tracy that said, "If you're not getting better, you're getting worse." So we want to always be getting better. But if I stick you in front of 22 training modules, and I don't know where I came up with the number 22, but if I stick you in front of 22 training modules to tell you how to be a great salesperson, a a, a good salesperson, if their attitude is maybe not quite on point, they're going to go, "I get this, I know this, this is basics," and they're going to get bored. They're going to Eventually, just disengage, and they might even leave. You might lose a good salesperson because they're bored with how basic your sales training is. But if you go too advanced, and you have someone that is newer, you don't want to be going over their head and talking about um, the tone and the pace that you that you have during the call and how that impacts the, the prospect's mindset and their experience. That's going to be totally over somebody's head that's brand new. So, and this has been honestly a, a challenge in my business. Uh, because I love to do one-on-one stuff. I love to customize everything because I want to meet you right where you're at. But it works really, really well in sales training. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have modules built. Because I think you absolutely should. And if you want some help with that, give me a shout. We'll we'll help you out. But what's most effective is to actually listen to somebody on the call. Listen to somebody uh, in a, in a Zoom call. Listen to someone if they're going door to door, Let them get out there. Understand there's going to be some leads that might not have the ideal first impression right out of the gate. And just be okay with that. Because that's going to be the most effective way to train your, your sales rep. You want someone that's going to continue to improve day after day, week after week, month after month, and ideally year after year if you can retain the sales force. But if you start by overwhelming them with content that's either going to be over their head or it's going to bore the heck out of them, it gets to be a whole lot less fun. So for me, I want to, I'm paying attention to a couple things from the start. I want to pay attention to their mindset and their attitude. I want to get a feel for that. I want to see how they interact with other people. Um, most salespeople are pretty social. Not to say they're necessarily extroverts, because that's not always the case. But most salespeople get comfortable Asking people questions about themselves. And so I want to get a feel for how somebody interacts with people around them. Then as long as they feel comfortable, and I want them gauge this, I will give people information about products or services, about the company, and I want to get them to to have enough information to feel good about what they're selling. I want them to feel confident about the company, understand the background, just for their own peace of mind. But you don't need to have all the information to make the sale. And if you're watching this and you're an experienced sales manager or an experienced sales professional, you know this. Right? There's a, a sales curve and I apologize. I forget. I forget who came up with this. Um, but if you think of like a bell curve, okay, the first part, and think of this as, as the evolution of a salesperson. So first salesperson starts, they don't have a clue what doing. they do. doing. As far as the product goes, especially. They start out, They've got lots of questions and not many answers. So they say, "Um, hey, can I help you? When someone might say, hey, I'm looking for, and let's say this is a retail sales situation. um, I'm looking for an Instant Pot. And I'm going to use that as an example because I just got one as an awesome gift. So shout out to the crew that got me that Instant Pot for a wedding gift. Thank you. Uh, But if the salesperson doesn't know anything about the Instant Pot, it's not necessarily a bad thing. See, what happens is... They start out and they're not sure. And so their confidence is a little bit lower, but they start asking more questions. And they're going, you know what, Mr. Smith, you're looking for the Instapot. I know we've got a few here. What are you looking for in, in an Instapot? Well, I don't know which one is this, so that, that great question, let me go check. And so they get a chance to come across as more sincere because they don't have all the product information. Now, that might not be a great sales experience from the customer's perspective to start, but it does show that they sincerely want to help them and they're willing to go and ask the questions to get the answers that they're not sure. Now, what happens is as you get more confident, you get, you're get you feeling better about the product, you're feeling better about your sales, uh, you know, your sales will increase, right? And you find this balance, you find this balance of giving the information that's appropriate. But as soon as you feel like you know it all, the real challenge kicks in and sometimes you start to info dump, as it was once called in a previous life of mine. You're just throwing information. Did you know the Instant Pot has this feature and this feature and it can make yogurt and it can do pressure cooking and it can do this, that, and the other thing. And you just overwhelm people. And what happens is when you start dumping the information because you're so proud that you know so much, you end up turning them off. You actually end up raising objections that weren't there before. Like if I told you, hey, this Instant Pot uh, is the best-selling one and you can make yogurt in it. And you're like, make Gilbert in Instapot, I'm looking for a pressure cooker. What the heck is this? Right. So if it doesn't matter them to them, you don't need to bring it up. Right. If it's not gonna negatively impact them, you don't need to bring it up. So this is one of the key things. And then what happens is as you start like your your sales start plummeting because you end up over talking to people. Right. And you don't listen to what they need and your sales drop. And then finally you realize oh maybe there was something to be said for back when I didn't really know everything. And then finally you get into the flow. And the average salesperson really hits their stride once they've been in the position. Okay, and I don't mean in sales in general, I mean the position for about two years. Two years. Which means you've got a lot of time to get them up to a level of high performance. Now you want that that cycle to be as short as possible, right? You want it to happen as quickly as possible. But you don't need it to happen overnight. I would much rather have you bring in a salesperson with some experience that has the right attitude, has the right mindset. And as soon as they have what I'm going to call the MVP, the minimal viable product, we want to talk about the startup space, the minimum viable product of what they need, the minimum information that they need to be able to communicate the value of what they're offering to the person that they're offering it to, let them go. And let them know that it's okay that if they don't have all the information, it's okay to have questions, it's okay to say, you know what, Mr. Smith, um, that's a super great question. I'm not entirely sure. Let me just double check that for you. You do it all the time. Sales doesn't have to be hard. What feels overwhelming about sales is worrying about whether or not you know everything about the product. So my approach to sales training is start with the minimum viable product about the product, okay, or maybe I should call it the minimum viable information, the minimum required information about the product. What's the minimum the person needs to know? What's that? What's the twenty percent the salesperson needs to know to be able to get a customer eighty percent of the way? If you can give them that twenty percent that'll get them eighty percent of the way, then. You allow, you first of all, you shorten your training time significantly. And then the questions you're getting are ones that you can refer people to training videos. Hey, I got this question. this. Oh, super good question. Um, go to this training video and the answer's in there. So that kind of stuff is going to be key for you helping getting your sales reps ramped up quickly. Okay? It's about being there and listening to the calls, seeing the questions that come up and helping shift little bits at a time. You don't need to come on and do an entire overhaul of their sales call. Okay. Come in and get them started, get them getting traction. The first call is going to be a struggle. The second call is going to be not a whole lot better. Third call. You're going to see there's a little bit of confidence. And as they start feeling like they're seeing common objections, they're going to feel better about going back to them. And you can have a digital library that's, uh, you know, frequently asked questions or resources they can go to to check things out. But, don't force them to go through all the content because you don't want someone who can be an amazing sales rep starting off giving the good, the bad, and the ugly about your product just because they're like, I feel so good that I know it. It'll lose you sales. Okay, Start with the minimum they need to be confident, to be able to deliver the value, and then build from there. This will make your life easier. It'll make your sales training so much simpler and it's going to make your rep a whole lot more happy because what they feel is that you're empowering them to go out you're not paranoid that they're going to mess up if you approach sales training like that that you're paranoid they're going to mess up one they're probably going to mess up and two they're not going to feel great about it if you start off empowering your reps making them feel good about the confidence you have in them And all you need to be showing them is that you know you hired the right person. And in return, they will make that come to fruition. So show them the confidence that you have in them. Make sure they feel comfortable that they can communicate the value to their customer. Make it okay that they have questions. Make it okay to say, let me get back to you tomorrow or later on this afternoon or whatever to the customer. That's okay. And they spill from there. One step at a time, okay? When you go to build a house, you don't take all the drywall, all the two by four, all the concrete, all the shingles, all the windows, all the doors, and just dump them on the ground. do yeah? you? Well, no. There's a structure. And if you can get your structure lined up properly and start and see how much of the foundation is already there, you don't need to go and reinvent the wheel. If you have somebody with sales experience coming in, Just build off it. Make your life easier. And then use the questions that they come back to you with as the source to develop the frequently asked questions, the training videos that you create. And then store them somewhere where all the future reps can get access to them. Organize them effectively so you can find them and and build from there. Okay, guys, so that's it for today. I want to keep it short and sweet. It was a bit of a rant, but I get really frustrated when I see people trying to just plug their sales reps into this 22-plus module. Again, I don't know why I came up with 22. But 22-plus 22 modules of sales training right from the get-go. I think you should start off with about the company, who, why, why do they exist, what's the value, what are the results they've gotten. Like Feel good about it. Whatever you need to feel good about the company, and then feel whatever you need to feel confident that you can uh, deliver that value and portray that value to the person that you're going to be speaking to. And once you're there, let them go. Let them go. Let them make their own mistakes. Um, I don't want to say salespeople are like children, but, well, salespeople are like children. Sorry, I'm a I'm salesperson. So, uh, <laughs> but we need to learn from our own mistakes. You can tell us not to do something. You can tell us this, that, and the other thing. We're stubborn. The good ones are stubborn. We always want to get better. But there's a little bit of stubborn going on. So just allow the foundation that already exists to be what starts things off and just focus on making your team better. All right, guys. So that's it for today. Um, thank you so much for, for jumping in and, and listening to or watching uh, sales team rescue episode number 61. And you can catch replays of this episode, previous episodes um, and get notified of future episodes over at sales team Also, if you are ready to have your sales team blueprinting session with yours truly, then again, go to salesteamrescue.com, click on the button, book your time, and we will go step-by-step through designing a blueprint for your sales team and get you up and running before you know it. All right, guys, once again, I'm Jeremy DeMerchant. This is Sales Team Rescue. We will see you next week, 2 p.m. Wednesday. That's 2 p.m. Eastern. Wednesday on Headspace TV. Remember, guys, get uncomfortable, get results. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.